yeah are you are you ready to just are you ready to go do you have any questions do you have any no 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 uh no i'm really excited i'm just hoping that it's exactly the same uh style of conversation that we had drunkenly at um, <laughs> t- <laughs> 12 30 a.m <laughs> don't, don't let them tell everyone that <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. I'm your host, Bankole Makwede. And today we're going to talk about general pop culture, but mainly episode four of Moon Knight, titled The Tomb. I hope you guys are ready for this, because joining me today, reporting live and direct from Alexander the Great Scarlet, it's Sam <laughs> Hey, man. How are you doing, Sam? Yeah, I'm good. Not too bad. Not too bad. No, just very happy, very happy to be here. Very, I'm very, very excited. No, very, very excited. So I appreciate you letting me come on. No, of course, I'm very happy to have you on. I think you're the quickest turnaround we've had on the podcast. Like we literally met what a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? Oh, god! I think I was kind of begging you in the bar. I'm not surprised it wasn't on my hand and knees to be honest. But I was like, please, please. We love please that enthusiasm. Come we on love... and talk about films. <laughs> Look, we love that enthusiasm. Um, yeah, so like I said, we're going to maybe talk about Moon Knight later in this episode. I'm going to ask Sam about his opinions on Moon Knight. Yeah. But before then, guys, guess what? The admin, everyone's favorite part of the podcast. Um, <laughs> so last week, we put out an episode where Ebuka and I talked about why you should all be rushing, rushing to go see The Northman. Yeah. Robert Eggers' Viking revenge action epic starring Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. Have you seen The, the Northman? I haven't seen it, but I'm planning to go and see it either this weekend or uh, towards the beginning of next week yeah. because I saw um, a clip from it. I think it's when they're assaulting the uh, fort where he catches the spear. I was like, damn. Yeah, like. Yeah, it's one of those things where I, I look at it and immediately I said to myself, I was like, this is like the next generation's gladiator. And I think that's one of the reviews is that they're literally saying mm-hmm. it's that that yeah. story of um revenge and um fighting for your family's name and honor and i just think it's fantastic yeah i knew nothing about it going toward the movie and then i went and i was like oh okay and that that moment about where he catches the spear and turns around yeah. I'm like, oh, okay okay i mean this is what we're here for uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah exactly yeah so i mean we both Ibuka and i both love that movie and some people have reached out that they didn't like it but you know what uh, have you seen it have you seen it yeah so, so we, yeah, we saw it and we loved it and then we told people to go watch it because it just yeah, Scarsgård yeah, yeah. is incredible in it. Oh, he's fantastic. He's a fantastic actor. We yeah. we really love him in um uh in Big Little Lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's it's such a it must be such a a very yeah, amazing challenge, but a really tough one at the same time. Um playing that type of role. And I just think he just he really harnesses the character that he's playing in anything that he's in. Oh yeah, I mean I made the joke on the part, the episode that like Skarsgård just takes the role that like I love him because he takes the roles that like every other white man would want to take <laughs> like he he beats up Nicole Kidman in Big Little Lies yeah and then last year he was like a racist on passing yeah and he's just like he just takes up all these roles and he's just so brilliant in them and then he he turns up in Succession in season three and it's just a very yeah, I really really like him yeah he's a, he's a fan he's a fantastic actor and I think what's funny is that he's gone from uh starring alongside uh nicole kidman as her husband yeah. and now he's being her son 
Yeah, it, and I wasn't. I think that that makes up like the majority of my letterbox review of of the Northman. Really, I was just like, I, he's gone from her, her husband to her son in five years. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but also on that episode last week, we recommended some TV shows that people mm. might want to check out. Shows that I'm currently enjoying or shows mm. that I'm looking forward to. Um. So again, guys, if you're looking for a new show to binge or a new show to catch up on, that the lists are there. Included shows like Severance, um, which is a show on Apple TV Plus, which I really, really enjoyed, and obviously upcoming shows like Better Call Saul and Barry and things like that. One of those shows is Under the Banner of Heaven, starring Andrew Garfield, which oh. I know Sam is excited about. Oh, uh, I'm so excited! We're going to cover that at some point um, in our run, probably the end of the show, probably the season finale. Sam and I will probably cover that that show. Yeah, definitely. No, yeah. So yeah, there are a bunch of recommendations if you're looking for new shows, if you're looking for a movie, go watch The Northman. If you're looking for just like pure, mindless fighting. Yeah, it just looks like pure cine- cinematic mm-hmm. uh, joy uh, from, yeah. the, from the shots of the volcano fight. Um, yeah. I, I literally was watching that part of the trailer and I literally just said, wow. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you just want to you just want to go to a cinema and just watch men beat themselves and kill themselves that, that's just like that's just pure cinema I just I just want to watch that I don't yeah also as always if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify please just quickly rate us it's a very quick thing just give us five stars like Sam is literally doing it right now it's so quick yeah <laughs> and whatever platform you're listening on Apple Podcasts Amazon Podcasts Google Podcasts whatever you can follow us so please do that that way you get to know whatever new episodes we bring out we're going to be covering better call so like i said from next week we're going to be covering barry as well from next week these are two very very excellent shows i think people should watch so yeah follow us rate us five stars please and that really helps us get out there and like beat the the algorithm so yeah thank you for that and then now let's just let's talk about about tv samuel before we go into moon Knight, which will form the majority of our conversation what are you what are you watching? What are you movies, TV shows? What do you recommend to people oh, or want them to stay I, away from? <laughs> um I I don't really have anything to s- stay away from really, but I I think a show that uh I've watched for the second time now with my dad because we're huge 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 Star Wars fans. Um and that's been The Book of Boba Fett. Okay. Which I think if you're a massive Star Wars fan and you're looking for that nostalgia and that way of storytelling that all the movies have kind of produced throughout the years, then um, I definitely would check it out. And it has that same spirit and journey that The Mandalorian has. And uh, I just think it's amazing what Jon Favreau has done, taking it into a completely different part of the the Skywalker timeline in a sense, because it's still in that timeline, I guess. And um, it's a period of the Star Wars history that we've never really touched on what happened at the end of uh, the fall of the empire. And so it's just, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, But it was so funny because we were watching the last episode. um, We made the mistake of letting my mom come in and uh, sit down and she was kind of just, occasionally looking at the screen and then just looking back at a magazine she was reading and she was like who's 
what's the Mandalorian? Oh, is it is it a ship? And I'm like, no, oh, just just get out, please, Christ. Um, Why you're trying to be like full in your full on nerd bag, and then there's someone just yeah. like asking questions to make it seem dumb. I'm like, no. We don't want reason right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, because we're literally sitting there with our Grogu, uh, Grogu um, animatronic doll that I bought Dad for Christmas, which was the best Christmas present in the world, uh, full on nerding out. Um, and she's asking really stupid questions. I know what you mean, because it almost feels like, you know, when you're in a dark room, all the curtains are drawn, all the curtains are blacked, and then someone opens the window to sunlight, just like, can you just let me stay in my nerd space? Yeah, yeah. Don't shame me. I already know it sounds stupid. Don't make don't shame me anymore. Yeah, exactly. Well, if if this is me really nerding out, if we could, I'd put her into carbon freeze whenever we were like, <laughs> whenever we're watching Star Wars, um, because she literally just asks the most stupid question, and then she'll just go, "It's stupid," and then I'm like, "No, you're stupid. <laughs> you just don't get the brilliance of it." And then she'll walk out saying, "You nerds." What? Yeah. Um, yeah well um one similarity i do have with your mom is that i never really i think i told you about this i never really go into the star wars universe i think everything i've heard about the mandalorian is that it's like exceptional yeah tv i just i never really go into star wars i never watch the the movies and everything so that's one like pop culture blind spot i unfortunately do have no that's all right i i think it's it's um it's not for everyone which i can completely appreciate well yeah i guess for someone like you that like your dad's obviously a star wars fan so like yeah he was like you're gonna watch this when you're growing up you're gonna enjoy this oh my god so yeah i didn't have that kind of like upbringing my dad didn't wasn't like you have to watch star wars movies so yeah no i had no choice Mm -hmm. i had no choice but it's brilliant because it's kind of flipped as i've got older because i've introduced dad to to marvel Mm-hmm. so it's great kind of it's a nice segue into talking about um moon knight but um i've kind of introduced dad into marvel over the years and in the first ever lockdown we did a whole binge of uh all the movies from start to finish mm-hmm. and uh but we, we'd seen them all before i remember us screaming at the top of our lungs when the portals opens um, oh okay yeah like even my dad who who is like 60 uh, 62 now and he was literally just screaming off the top of his lungs in, in the cinema um, uh, to that scene to that iconic scene and and now it's been such a blessing because we've been able to continue that with all these amazing series um, that they've produced because because again like I remember we were watching Falcon Wind Soldier and we were literally sat there thinking like this is just they just pull it out of the bag every time and it's just sensational well, that's a great segue to Moon Knight. But you know, I, I, unfortunately, I'm going to have to just pause on that segue. We'll come back to that segue. Um, because like, what I want to know, what, what else are you watching apart from, from Mandalorian and, and Moon Knight? What else are you watching with? What are you telling people about? What shows are you enjoying? Uh, one, of the, one of the shows that I would always, always tell people to watch, it's, um, I think it's a tricky one to find now, but it is on Disney+. Plus. It's called, um, it's called Trust. Okay. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's a story about the uh, Getty kidnapping in the uh, early 70s. And it's just, it's got all of those things that you're looking for in a show. And it's, for me, an amazing show is something that just grips you from the moment that you click play. And this really does that. And they have a really, really big challenge because they're, they're moving about location-wise in, in the story between the UK and Italy. 
And for me, it's a big shout out to uh, Italian actors out there because some of the performances that they deliver, the kidnappers, because it's basically the story of um, uh, John Paul Getty III. Yeah. Uh, he was kidnapped and um, the, the Italian mafia that kidnapped him. They have some amazing scenes and it's all in Italian. And I just think it's at some it's some of the best acting I've ever seen, actually, some of their scenes that they have. So it's a big... Oh, that's the, that's the one that had Brendan Fraser. Right. Yeah, Brendan Fraser is the uh, private private eye for the family. Yeah. Because I remember he was getting like great reviews for that. Yeah, Donald Sutherland as well. Yeah, yeah. Donald Sutherland. He's fantastic as Getty Senior, and then Harris Dixon as John Paul Getty the Third. I just think he just delivers such a sensational performance, and obviously um, Hilary Swank. She it from start to finish, her performance is absolutely sensational and i wish that she won an award for it that's how much i brag about <laughs> the show to be honest i think that and big little lies i could happily just watch over and over again i want to read the book now because my girlfriend was saying to me she said you want to read the book because you just you delve into even more mm-hmm. than what the yeah. show delivers in the book so um yeah i'd really like to start reading if you like big little lies i might have some recommendations for you some yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'd be great. I loved um, Sharp Objects, which obviously starred Amy Adams. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, you're a Mrs. Maisel fan, aren't you? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend introduced me to Mrs. Maisel. And it is just, I think, yeah, we definitely talked about this in the pub, didn't we? Yeah, I just realized, I just realized that we had a very wide ranging conversation, a passionate conversation. We had a very passionate conversation about Mrs. Maisel because I think there was someone around the table that said they hadn't seen it. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, what? Oh, I mean, I love Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, I love it. Love- yeah, from start to finish, it's just all the performances. Uh, it like it, At moments, it feels like you're watching a piece of theatre. Uh, some of the arguments in the apartment that, that they have are just... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, ju- it's just sensational to watch. Uh, yeah, no, I fell in love with it from the moment that I started watching it, definitely. And you just, you're sat there and you just want to be... Um, like any number of the characters. Yeah, they're, they're like your friends. They're your friends. And it's like, that's what, that what makes a great long-running TV show. You want to spend time with, with those characters. Exactly. You want to go on holiday with them to the Catskills, for God's sake. <laughs> because it just looks it just looks beautiful. That whole sequence when they're rearranging. We were talking about this, about them yeah, rearranging that's... the furniture. It's just, I, I, it's just class. I was talking to a friend about Mrs. Maisel, and I was like, he obviously watches it as well. I was like, it's obviously a very well-written show and it's funny mm. and it's all of that. But then it doesn't have any right being as good, like, filmmaking as it does. Like, it could just coast off being well-written and funny. Yeah. But, like, some of the swings they take in, term- in terms of filmmaking, some of the shots they establish, some of the long long takes they do, it's just like, yeah, talk about o- overachieving. How far are you in the dropout? Uh... So I'm going back and forth at the minute because I started it with my parents when I went back for the Easter holidays and now I'm restarting it with uh, my girlfriend uh, from episode one. Mm. Um, So I'm on number three at the minute because one of my managers from work recommended uh, the show to me and I hadn't heard anything about Elizabeth Holmes Mm -hmm. or anything to do with the story and so anything to do with Theonos. And... um, it's it, yeah i'm just shocked when i'm uh when, when i'm just watching it but it, again it's like i said it's one of those shows where you're sat for me you're sat there watching it and 
you just want to carry on because you want to see how far they will go. Oh, I thought you were about to say you want to you want to spend time with these people. I'm like, I was gonna be like, no, I don't want to spend time with these particular oh, characters. Sorry, no, 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 I... no. Oh god, no. <laughs> like I have no interest spending time with Elizabeth Holmes and Sonny yeah. Gawani. Um, Dropout was on my was on my list of recommendations as well because it was like you it was something that just took me, and I think just the shock of it and the surprise of the story, kind of overshadowed any critical thoughts I might have yeah. from it as a TV show, whether it's good or bad. I just couldn't believe the story, and that the story was so recent, like twenty sixteen. Yeah, it's crazy how recent it was. Um, it was just a quick performance from from Amanda Seyfried. So absolutely, and Amanda Seyfried is just oh. From where, from the start to where we are at the minute, and I'm sure all the way through, she's just oh, she only gets better. Yeah, of course. I don't think episode three, like she hasn't done the voice yet. No, she hasn't, and that's what I'm really excited for because I saw bits <laughs> of it in the trailer. But when I was starting to research about Elizabeth Holmes, that came up, and um, I was just shocked. I was just completely shocked. So you're gonna hear the voice, and you're gonna be like, okay, that's obviously just acting. Like, obviously, you know she has a voice, and you're like, that's acting. Yeah. But then I went to watch a YouTube video of like one of those Elizabeth Holmes interviews, and I was like, I looked away for a second, and I thought it was a clip from the dropout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was yeah, like, yeah. oh wait, shit, her voice is actually that deep yeah. and that weird. It's, well, you see a little yeah. bit of it at the at the start, um, mm-hmm, yeah. in, in, the, in the very first opening section, and I even then my jaw was on the floor because I thought that is an amazing performance from her definitely um okay let's talk about let's let's reuse that segue <laughs> and let's 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 go to egypt let's go to let's egypt go to, let's go to the pyramids let's go to a certain alexander's tomb and we're back and we're talking about episode four of moon Knight, titled the tomb written by alex minihan and peter cameron and sabria pizzada and directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. So, things happen in this episode. Things happen in the last 10 minutes of this episode. Yeah. But before we go into those revelations and story twists and all that, we're now firmly in the second half of the show. So, like, what do you think of the show so far? What are your thoughts on the show as a whole so far? I think, for me, with the show, I think it's just been such a breath of fresh air for the MCU, they've gone down such a very, very different route. And I think it's just, it's again, it's one of those where for me, I'm just hooked on in every single episode and I don't uh, want to stop watching it until I've finished it. Mm -hmm. So I just do it in one sitting, even if I'm at work, I'll just (laughs) go go and hide and just carry on watching it. Um, Because the idea that we have, one body but two people two two heroes uh fighting their own maybe three we'll get maybe to one. that maybe three. Yeah, yeah maybe three um again oscar isaac amazing performance mm-hmm. uh and it's just something that in each episode for me we go through a very different type of genre i think mm-hmm. which which is amazing to pack into a series like that. So for th- this episode that we're talking about, I, I got those kind of feelings of uh, in Indiana Jones. That's why I brought it up because um, it's that kind of nostalgic explorer action adventure yeah. that we get. And I just and I, I think what's been very very interesting is that is the uh, the balance in uh, the shift of balance of power between 
Stephen and Mark. And I think, uh, and it's been a really interesting way to show a relationship between two people, the way that they've kind of warmed to each other more as the episodes have gone on, which I think mm-hmm. is really, really interesting. Um, yeah. Um, I'm enjoying the show. Mm. I don't want to give like a vote of whether it's a great show or a good show, whatever, until the show is over and then we can look back on it. But I'm enjoying the show. I'm actually, I, I don't know if it, the reason I'm enjoying the show is the reason. I don't know the general um, consensus on the show beyond like, if you go on Twitter, people that are tweeting about it are probably people that have Moon Knight pictures as, yeah, their, yeah, yeah. as their DP. So they're probably stands of either the MCU or Oscar Isaac or whatever. But I don't know what the average MCU consumers like thoughts on on the show are. Mm. But also, I, for example, I think Loki is the best Marvel show that has come out so far. Oh, fantastic! But yeah. I've also met casual MCU people that didn't like Loki. So I don't know. I like we can't really tell what like the the barometer is. Mm. But I would assume that like the fact that it's not action heavy or doesn't focus as much on the superhero i.e. Moon Knight or it blends genres within not even just across episodes but like within the same episode which are things that I find interesting and interest and intrigue always help me like something if that makes sense Mm. but I think that those things that make it intriguing to me might also deter the or put off the casual MCU uh, viewer I don't know I don't know that many casual MCU viewers like people I know either don't watch it at all or like, can tell you who the villain of Tony Dark World was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's it. That's it. For, for me, uh, with this show, I decided, because I didn't really know that much about the character of Moon Knight. Same, yeah. I'd, I just decided, right, I'm not going to look up anything. Same here. And I'm just going to watch it and let the show, which I know is going to do it for me because MCU is amazing, just tell me everything I need to know. It, it, and it's done it in every single episode, and especially at the end of this episode, I was just kind of... okay. Let's talk about this episode. Um, yeah. I don't want to spend too much time on like theories and mm. what does this mean and whatever. But I think I, I guess we can't not talk about it. Do you have any theories that you want to get off your chest? This is your. This is your. You're on a podcast. Oh. There might be only five listeners, but you're still on a podcast. <laughs> Oh God. Um well I I guess it kind of goes back to what I was talking about, kind of not really trying to research. Mm-hmm. Well, let me give you a second to think. For context, just for anyone who's listening or might have forgotten, Harrow, who is played by the incredible Ethan Hawke, mm. shoots Stephen, or no, at that point is Mark, shoots Mark in Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great Tomb. That's so wild to me. <laughs> and then that takes us into a mental institution in which we see a lot of the characters that we've met during the course of the preceding three and a half episodes. They're either patients at this mental institution or they're like orderlies. Mm-hmm. And then we see Mark change to a wheelchair. We also th- see things like cupcakes from episode one or yeah. goldfish. So we get the impression that everything that we've seen in the previous episodes has been happening in Mark's head. This leads him to his therapist, who is played by Ethan Hawke, who obviously tells us that, again, Mark has been dreaming all of this. And the the archaeologist in the movie that he's so obsessed with is named Stephen Grant and is British. Mm. So 
eventually he goes and finds he runs away from them and finds a sarcophagus which is closed he opens it and yes steven also played by us guys it comes out and then they are met by a hippo goddess <laughs> with the yeah so <laughs> and then the, show, the show ends with quite incredible screaming from oscar isaac like it's very good screaming like he he does very good screaming there and two two different variations of screaming as well yeah yeah which yeah. is just fantastic so obviously like i mean i don't i don't i don't have it here like i don't think i don't think the show is going to be like like it wasn't all happening in his head like that's not mm. like that is just doesn't work for an mcu show because no. moon knight is a real character and a superhero it's got to be a spell it's got to be yeah i'm more intrigued with what Again, going back to being intrigued, I'm more intrigued with what they could use this device or this situation to tell us about the characters, Mark and Steven, than, oh, is it a spell or is it real? Or we, like, I'm assuming it's either Haru has done this with the help of Amit and maybe they're trying to get something from Mark or whatever. That's all fine. But I want to know, like, I don't think it's not, it's too big of a swing to do if they're not trying to investigate, like, mark or steven psyche and i'm very intrigued to see that i want to see what this episode five what episode five tells us about the characters and mm-hmm. also just to see them actually in person playing off against each other that's that should be cool so yeah um i'm really enjoying the show i know some people aren't i need to listen to more content and podcasts about the show to know what the general like yeah reaction is to it but i'm enjoying the show and i like but also i'm a very basic person i can skate by on like Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke being great actors and just enjoy something. <laughs> so that has enough for me. Ethan Hawke, I don't, I've been a huge fan of his for, for for a long time. I mean, you can't not talk about Training Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think I also I also recommended you watch The Good Lord Bird, which is like yes, you did. Yes, another bonkers. But like legitimately bonkers Ethan Hawke performance, yeah. like it's so wild, yeah. it's so out there. And I think I recommended um Magnet because he's in the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, you did. Yeah, with Denzel. Yeah, yeah, all of them in that movie, amazing. And Ethan Hawke has this very, very poignant moment in the in the film. I won't give you any spoilers. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's just it's sensational. And I think one of my favorite scenes in this episode was actually. Mm-hmm the bit where him and Layla were on either side of the uh, pit of darkness. I just think it was a very fascinating, um, fascinating conversation. Um, so do you want to know something I found out about that scene? Yes. It wasn't in the original script. Oh. Uh, so May Kalamowi, who plays um, Layla, was talking about how during rehearsals, Ethan and Oscar would, throw up ideas i'm like oh let's try this and everybody's but she never had any ideas and she felt kind of left out and bad but then she so she was talking to ethan hawk one day she's like you know what? i think it'd be nice if our characters shared a scene and then literally the next day ethan hawk like has an idea for the scene and he goes to tell the director and obviously ethan hawk is a is a writer this is not mm, like yeah I, I believe he co-wrote the before trilogy with richard linklater so like he's a writer that's not anything new to him great trilogy as well yeah and apparently so like he goes to the director like, oh, what about this scene? Let's try this. And then the directors to their credits are very, very open with it. And they, they're like, okay, let's try that. And then that's just literally how the scene came about. Just like from the idea of, I think this character should share a scene. And what would be the point of that scene? What would a character, why would they need to share that scene and things like that? So 
yeah, that was like a little behind the scenes about that that scene. But she is incredible. I think it's a shame that she wasn't in it from the very very start uh, from from episode one because um, I just wanted to see like even more of her. But obviously that we've got um, more episodes to come. I just think her her character has just been very very interesting to watch, and there's more and more kind of stuff being unveiled about her character's background and everything and yeah do you know what i find interesting because going back to the mental institution like obviously everything makes sense people that work with mark with steven are fellow um patients yes. yeah and then the police officers are orderlies that all makes sense but i found it interesting that like Layla is obviously a patient but she's not nice if that makes sense mm, i did see like, i did yeah yeah I, di- I did notice that she stole his gift she was like i'll share it with you this time so i i don't know if that's something to just randomly throw away like it seems like there's a point to that she could have just been a, another patient but like she's clearly someone that yeah either takes advantage of mark yeah it's weird that i would do that another thing i found very interesting was harrow when mark is trying to like crawl to the door and Harrow keeps on going about how he's been in that position. He's like, yeah, had, I think it's a depression. And I was like, it's like that's weird. That's just it's a bit of a weird thing to be. Especially when the camera is not on him, it's like saying off screen. I was like, oh, that's very interesting. I'd like to see why he's saying that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I have like like you said, I knew nothing. I know nothing about the show. Sorry about the character. I've tried not to research. Obviously, there's no way you can't have a film and TV podcast where you talk about Moon Knight with other people and maybe listen to other podcasts without finding out some things, one of which we'll talk about in a second. But I've tried to stay away, so I can't tell you where the show is going to go in the next episode. And I love that. I love that. I don't know yeah. what's going to happen in the next episode. It it just feels very much like like Loki. I mean, I, unfortunately, I don't like. I don't want to cast dispersions. I don't think it's up to that Loki standard, but that Loki standard was just, Loki was just an incredible show. Um... But like I, I have a kind of just enjoyment and fun watching these shows, and I, I don't know what's going to happen in the next episode. I don't know what Ethan Hawke is going to do. I don't know what Oscar Isaac is going to do. Know, Oscar yeah. Isaac comes out with another persona that has like a weird Russian accent. I would not be surprised. So, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, one of the, like I said, one of those things that you can't really avoid knowing is that there's a third persona. I, th- I think it's Jake Lockley. I think that's his name. Yeah, I think I read um, something about this. Yeah, but then again, that's yeah. when I just closed my browser because I thought, now I'm just going to ruin it for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've tried not to like know too much about him, but like I know apparently he's a taxi driver. But I mean, what the show is implying is that he's at least quite violent because, like, in the mm-hmm. the rooftop chase scene when Mark and Stephen are alternating, and then someone stabs the kid. You can tell that as neither Mark nor Stevens so are like maybe. Yeah, because he says that wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think there's definitely more to be told regarding Layla's dad's death. Mm. I, I'll be surprised if it's as straightforward as Mark's partner shot him and shot Mark. Like I feel like there's maybe something else there. Yeah, I, I honestly thought that Mark was actually going to say, "I, I killed your father." I thought it was going to be like an Empire Strikes Back Darth Vader. Like, <laughs> Big, big shout out to the way that they shot that scene, though, because I just thought, again, it was one of those wow moments where I thought this is just such an incredible piece of mm-hmm. TV. 
I think when when they when they start obviously start panning into the room and you, and you see all the white, you, you get an idea of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, straight like, away. I mean, they, they take they take their time to get to Steve to get to Mark. You like, oh, okay, I get, okay, okay. Yeah, it, it felt it felt like I got a very very uh, twelve monkeys uh, type of vibe, um, which is another great great movie, um, the Brad Pitt one, because there's a very similar scene with him and Bruce Willis. That, that's the vibe I was getting from from that scene, and it was just, um, yeah, I just love the way that it was shot. It was just, it was beautiful, and I was just screaming like, "No, no, this can't be happening! This just can't be happening!" I was with Mark. I was like, "This just can't be happening." Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just really just intrigued for what is coming down the line. I think, and, and again, it's just a big, it's a big jolt of energy because you go from like the darkness and the Egyptian darkness in terms of like color not theme but like the darkness in egyptian decor in the pyramids and all that to like just pure sterile white mm. it's just like a sharp twist and it's like you're right it's like in terms of cinematography it's just a very quick cut from yeah. going like sandy to just white yeah i'm just yeah i'm, I'm interested to see what what, what, what goes on uh, yeah for anyone who doesn't know like the so the hippo goddess is the goddess Tawaret. i really i probably didn't pronounce that properly i apologize <laughs> but she's the egyptian goddess of fertility and rejuvenation so that word rejuvenation there is interesting to me yeah yeah i'm just like i'm trying to see what what, what comes up i mean again like most shows it, it will depend on whether it can stick its landing oh i'm if, sure if it, it can, will it i'm sure for hopefully 100 i know it will that's, it's a, Ooh, that's like oh that's, yeah. that's a big that's a big call uh, yeah. i hope you're i hope you're correct i know no i know i just know it because that's the that is the energy i felt from the moment i started episode one mm-hmm. and i just yeah i feel i feel it in my uh in in my bones i really do <laughs> your god's wrapped bones yes stuck in the esophagus the lost <laughs> tomb of alexander the great yeah do you have i don't know do you have any other thoughts about moon Knight that we haven't covered i don't want to um, miss anything I just, I just really love, um, as well as Mark, I just think it would be very interesting to see what it would have looked like if we started with Mark and then we were introduced to Stephen. Mm. Because I think mm-hmm. what's been so beautiful about the character of Stephen is that he is somebody that we can all relate to in a sense. He's the underdog. He is the underdog. Like, and yeah. for me, they are some of the best characters to play. And and you can just see that Oscar Isaac is really kind of just taking that opportunity to play that and mm-hmm. and he's doing it so well. And but but as an audience member, I'm kind of just just praying that nothing happens to him because I've got a funny feeling that something is going to happen to him so that he can save mark because that is mm. that is who's who steven is is that he is a kind human he is he is just a genuinely kind person the way that he talk tries to phone his mom every chance he gets and there's no yeah. reply he's got that nurturing uh kindness to him yeah but i think you've just answered why we saw we started with steven it's kind of like <laughs> It's a lot easier to sympathize with, with Steven than if Mark was the main character. Oh, yeah, okay, if it was why, Mark, yeah. Why, why should I care about Mark? Like, he's just a very able mercenary who can kill people. Like, he's yeah, he's good. I don't need to care about him. So, yeah, I mean, obviously there is 
a dark route the story could take, which you just hinted at. But I, I would like to believe that it would go the more MCU Disney Plus route. I, I, I'll be surprised if this show ends with like only Mark and Steven is like gone. That was like, I mean, creatively that could be very good. Mm-hmm. But I'll be surprised if that was if that's what the MCU is doing. Uh, that's just that's just that's just my uh, bad thoughts creeping in, but I'm sure <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they'll both get out alive and go yeah. go for a pint or something. Uh, Maybe, <laughs> Maybe Stephen will get rid of that finagre of the British accent. We'll find out, like, or maybe he will persist. We'll, we'll see. So I think Mohamed Diab, who's the main director of the of the show, I think director he's directed two so far. He's directed the last two. He said like that the show is in their mind it was divided into two into three two episode parts so you have the first two which are set in london mm. then the two, second two which are set in egypt um god knows where the last two are going to be set but it's meant to give that distinct feeling of like a one and a two and a, and a three and a four yeah and i think three and a four kind of sets us up for that final act because now lots of questions have been posed like big ones in this last 10 minutes is like what are the answers do we get the final answers to those questions in the final act of 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 the show hopefully i i i hope your enthusiasm or your optimism is correct and they actually stuck the landing no i don't think they've ever this is the thing i i don't think marvel have ever let us down before and i i, I don't think they're going to. well mm, i mean I'm a lot, I think I told you this as well, I'm a lot colder on Falcon and Winter Soldier than you and your dad are. Oh, yes, yeah, 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 um, no, I remember yeah, that. I'm a lot colder on that than, I loved WandaVision. Oh, fantastic. And it was the right choice for that to be the, fir- the, the first, first one. one. yeah. Because it was just, it so, was taking us in a very, very different direction, which was so exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, look, I, but again, I always know that I am, like an MCU fan. I'm not just someone that's casually covering this thing. So like, no. I know that all my takes are tinged with a bit of bias, but I do not care. Like, <laughs> sometimes you, what is, what is objectivity? Like, sometimes you just have to go with some bias in your life. Like, everyone is biased in some way. So, I, if they brought out a show that was the equivalent of, I don't know, Thor The Dark World, then I'll be like, this is not a good show. But so far, I don't think they've done that. So speaking of Thor, the new oh. Thor trailer came out, oh. which God, I'm very excited for. I was jumping up and down throughout the throughout the whole trailer. Just each shot, you, it was what you were waiting for. I, it's very interesting to me. I mean, obviously it's a trailer, so it might be different in the movie, but just like how different it feels in terms of like it's still funny, but in terms of tone to to ragnarok yeah like that obviously goes with like the fact that they used 80s music here and everything that might be because of the guardians presence or whatever but it's just it doesn't feel like a sequel to ragnarok which obviously is not directly is but it just it's just i i really like taika Waititi even outside his like marvel stuff genius so absolute genius um, so maybe that's just again a bias for taika Waititi. <laughs> is that july i think it's july yeah it's- july yeah because May, Doctor Strange is in a couple of weeks. So. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah. Do we think? Do we think that Toby is gonna kind of he'll have been on his journey back to his own universe, and he's kind of taken a <laughs> a, a oh, side no. route, do si- si- a side this. route, no. side route. Can we not do this, please? <laughs> 
cannot, I cannot handle. Anyways, just I cannot handle another two weeks of this. No, Tobey Maguire is finished with Marvel. I think he's like forty-seven. I think he's done. Well, I think the only reason I'm saying it is because obviously it's Sam. Sam and, Raimi, yeah. yeah it, and so um, I, I reckon there is. There's been some phone call where he's like, "I know that they got you to come back and do it, but." Do you want to? <laughs> and he's like, Sam, of course it's you. Of course. Uh, don't, 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 let's not do this, please. This is just a whole. That's a, I can't, I can't handle that whole back and forth again. Um, <laughs> I know because I mean, I, I think I was in the best cinema viewing, but for Spider Man, we just had everything. We had. Uh, kids dressed up as um, oh. as Spider Man. It was fantastic, and everyone. Where, where did you watch this? Uh, opening it? opening day uh, in, in London. Yeah, in Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, because I yeah because I I went to and Ibuka someone was on the podcast. We went to Leicester Square, mm. and again I think I don't know if it opened on a Wednesday or a Thursday, but we were sort of Friday night, so basically opening night. Parts Leicester Square, part everyone. The reactions you you expect yeah. at everything i mean reactions for like matt murdoch even like that's when i knew that we were like with the right fans because like people people knew who that was yeah, and yeah, who yeah, yeah. Was. i was like oh, okay this is this is these are my people but even um, even when willem dafoe said his iconic line from the first movie well i'm a bit of a scientist myself yeah everyone was like yeah <laughs> uh, it was fantastic um okay so I think, like like we said, we're both quite intrigued for what the the last two episodes of the show could be, and hopefully, doesn't doesn't disappoint. That's all I can say. And yeah, I'm just thinking. Sorry, I was just, I was just... <laughs> you're in your MCU bubble. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my own little creative, bubble. Creative, creative bubble. <laughs> um, Sam, thank you for for coming on this podcast. Talk about. Moon Knight with me, no. and apparently Boba Fett as well. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, you obviously well that doesn't make sense. For those who don't know, you are an actor, and then hopefully maybe one day we can have you back on talking about one of your projects. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, yeah. Th- thank you so much for bringing me onto the show. Uh, it's been it's been fantastic onto the podcast. It's been been brilliant. Um, thank and I've loved it. And I hope I hope I get to come come back. <laughs> I mean, we definitely know that you you and I are apparently the only ones who care about under the banner of heaven. So we're probably going to talk about that at some point. Yeah, definitely, yeah. No, I'm very excited, very very excited for that. That's definitely on the books. Um, okay, guys. As always, please just a quick reminder: if you haven't, just quickly rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The the icon is right there to give us five stars. And also just follow us. Otherwise, you might miss something that we bring out, which covers something you're interested in. Like I said, we talk also Barry. We're going to talk about Ozark, second half of the season when he comes out. We're going to talk about Stranger Things when he comes out. Because this is, I don't know, what we do. Uh, <laughs> we spend our time talking about film and TV. Um, but for now, it's a massive thank you to my guest, Sam Neil. Thank you very much. Thank you. Of course, a shout out to my regular co-host um, Jibs who is just finishing his exams hopefully he I mean whether he passes or he fails he's going to be back on the podcast so that's his business <laughs> and obviously my producers have become a money and social producer and of course guys join us next week
and we'll be talking about more film and TV with special guest Oscar winner, BAFTA winner, Daniel Kaluuya. Bye, guys. <laughs> you can say bye. You can close your mouth and say bye. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you very much. Bye, guys. <laughs>